Hello and welcome to this next episode of 49+. Plus. I am now walking along the road. I'm heading back towards the house. I shall be back at the house in around about five minutes. So this first part will be a five minute opener to the next episode, which I'm guessing at this point will be broadly around parakeets because it's been mentioned in an earlier episode about some parakeets that live around these parts or at least are visible and I'm walking along in the hope that as I say that I may... oh I do... Uh, there is a bird quite high in the sky I don't think it is a parakeet actually usually when one sees them there's more than one they're flying lower than that particular bird is flying between trees so sometimes we do see them in trees very rarely in the back garden usually in trees that are on either side of the garden so i think when we most often see them they do visit next door's garden who do take more effort in what they put out for the birds as in they've got what i could only be described as a feeding station as opposed to a bird table uh, so it has several elements to it, several hanging opportunities that does attract a range of birds, including these parakeets. So occasionally you look over from our window, usually from our bedroom window, you can look over and see into their garden and see they do indeed have the various garden birds one might typically expect to see. Tits. Just pause on that one. Tits, finches, mainly blue tits, and actually not only blue tits, I think they're now probably great tits and coal tits, maybe long-tailed tits. Um, and occasionally other types, like, I guess, sparrows, robins, but importantly for this conversation, parakeets. They do get parakeets that go there. So there are these green, I think they're called green ring, ring-necked parakeets that are seen. When I mentioned them on a previous episode, I uh, don't now know which one it is, but maybe just two or two or so ago, one or two ago, one, two or three ago, in the recent last few days, um, I paused and noticed there were a good number, let's say five or six parakeets, up in a nearby tree. But that was away from the house, that was walking around near the golf course, um, up towards the top of, I believe it would be called Haste Hill, because it's Haste Hill Golf Course. And near there, you know, bigger trees and so on. If you hear a background noise, it's Cadent. Is that the name of the company? Doing work regarding gas, your gas networks. That's what they're digging a hole over the side of the road as I walk back onto our road. Um, so I saw these parakeets reflected on. I wonder why we have parakeets around these parts. Because they don't seem particularly natural. I would imagine they're being more... I'm use the words exotic climbs. Um, and so in the next part, I shall return to this conversation, because I'm now almost at the house, where I shall reflect on the possible reasons. The possible reasons of why there may be parakeets around these parts. And to just tease you with some possibilities, I'm led that the conversation around this may involve... Humphrey Bogart, it may involve Jimi Hendrix, uh, and it may involve others. 
But the fact that those two people are potentially involved in the explanation of why there are parakeets round these parts, I think bears some conversation. So with that in mind, I shall pause, and either be later today or sometime soon, I shall return to the mystery of the green parakeets. Pausing for now. And look at that, it's four minutes thirty, how about that? Hello again to what I'm hoping is a part two because it's not the same day it's now a couple of days later may even be three or four days later I can't remember <laughs> no I don't think it's as many as that um, although every day does seem to run into the next one at the moment I'm out walking walking um, and you can hear a bird that one's a crow that's a big is it a jackdaw is it a crow is it a raven jackdaw maybe crow or is it a crow the one that's got this black with black beak biggish i think it's a crow and he is indeed crowing um so i'm hoping this is a part two the main reason at the moment i'm going to issues in terms of whether or not recordings are saving so i'm hoping this simply be a part two and i have indeed recorded the part one and it's uploaded which introduced the mystery of the green parakeets which we want to pick up today so again it's Flipping back background noises. Don't know if you can hear that. So that's probably somebody. Um, I'll find out in a minute what he's actually doing. But given it's a gorgeous day, it feels as though where are we now? Middle towards the end of February. It feels early for spring to be springing. But it feels like one of those days that you can say spring has sprung. I'm out, got a jumper on, but haven't got a coat. Clear blue sky, some clouds in the sky, but sunshine. And it seemed like one of those days where people are getting out and doing stuff in their gardens. So what's this person doing? Is it a leaf blower? Looks like a leaf blower to me. I'm going to walk past. So I could stop and start again, but I'm going to choose not to. It is a leaf blower. Although, and they are indeed blowing leaves. Um, But it's not actually and cut grass as well actually. I love that smell of cut grass. Oh, oh, or cut grass. But it's cut grass. Well, that is a nice smell. That's very much like a smell of spring and summer. Remember going on to the field, as it was called. So primary school. Let's call the school Ivy Bank for that's its name. Assume it's still going there in Macclesfield. But remember going on the field at break time or lunch time and when the the mowers had been round, they cut all the grass, you had that smell. And, of course, the fun bit was picking up clumps of grass and throwing it at people. That was obviously a fun thing to do. Uh, so that's the nice memory that's brought back there. As that sound disappears a little bit further into the distance. Um, so I'm just doing a bit of a morning walk, no ziggy. Opting to think, to start to sort of feel, feel that I, I need a morning walk. But I don't always necessarily feel I have the time. So this is wind going back past the microphone, if that's a noise you can hear. And a train going past in the distance. I often don't feel that I have the time to go, well if I go out and take Ziggy out, which is the functional thing to do, then that's it. I feel like should leave a 45 minute, an hour's walk. Somewhere where he can be taken off the leads, that means putting the walking boots on, going across the golf course or to the woods. 
and just you know very enjoyable but i need to be up and out earlier to do that to feel so i can then come back and hit the stuff that needs to be hit as it were to use that phrase um so i'm just taking it upon myself sometimes to go i've got for a 15 20 minute walk just to get your head a little bit clearer i just suddenly realized it's amazing how much one appreciates being outside of the house which of course one would normally take for granted when you've got to get up and go out and so on um, there's something I very much appreciate just for part of it is to be able to leave the house so you then appreciate being back in the house <laughs> it's one of these things we do with the kids where let's go out for a walk even if it's getting cold and wet because then you really appreciate being back in the house having cleared your head works for us anyway doesn't necessarily work for the kids they don't really want to come out for a walk but uh, helps me right I'm just going to go around this little bit here it's a 10-15 minute walk allowing me to at least wrap up what appears to have been the mystery of the green parakeets. So just as a quick recap, we have green parakeets around these parts, which again would be lovely if I just looked up and saw a green parakeet there, but it's not. I think they're down other bits of the where there's more greenery. But still I have seen them walking up and down the street. I've seen not seen them walking up and down the street. I've been walking up and down the street and looked into the sky and seen them in a tree, wondering if it was just somebody's pet parrot that had been had escaped. Well, it turns out then that it is known that we have a number of green parakeets across the UK. There are websites you can go to. So interestingly, in a session we ran yesterday, for some reason, oh, someone was mentioning about things they appreciated that day. I was getting up early in the morning, interestingly, and walking and seeing a, fant- a beautiful sunset, noticing the birds, hearing the bird song as I can hear now. Um, so it's a lot, it's a, moved into a conversation about birds because then my mind was still about the parakeets was it just yesterday then I did that first part? I just don't know um, and so I raised the question and people in the session did the work for me went off googling and searching so it turns out yes green parakeets are a known thing around the UK and there seems to be some debate over the why this is the mystery this is you know why to me I wouldn't feel as though parakeets are let's use the word an indigenous bird to the British Isles so there seems to be some I mean still call it still a bit of a mystery over where they've come from so if I go back to a first of all I did mention this in a previous episode when I just noticed them in the trees I can't remember which one it was but in response to that my very able assistant had said parakeets part of a message. Parakeets thought to originally escape from the set of the African Queen in 1951 in Shepparton. So there's more in the message, we'll leave it that for now, it's the most one relevant one now for parakeets, which of course sounds pretty, <laughs> sounds quite an impressive story. So the African Queen, hence is the link to Humphrey Bogart, apparently that was being filmed in Shepparton Studios, which again without me looking to find out exactly where they are. I know where Pinewood Studios are. So I know that's out towards Black Forest. Um, is it Black Forest? It's Black Forest Gatto. Black Black Park. That's it. Black Country Park. Uh, so that's where Pinewood Studios would be. Shepparton Studios. Topham Head. I am not sure. I want to say it's further south. We can check on that quite easily. Background voices. And, um, auto services. Somebody being prepared. Hence you're hearing people debating over phone numbers and so on. 
Um, I'm going to hit a right down here, I think, in the hope that takes me back a little bit more quickly. Um, Shepperton Studios, so apparently, well, imagine, you know, I'm not sure I've seen the film African Queen. I can imagine there had parrots and parakeets in it, and maybe a fair few of them. And it seems to be one suggestion is they were not necessarily intentionally released, but escaped from that set. So that's the link to Humphrey Bogart. So there could be some element of that to it, is, is, is one suggestion. Um, and actually I thought it was interesting. I thought I was curious, <laughs> really. And then um, someone else, as part of the session yesterday, went and had a look and said, oh, well, there is some theory about that. There is also a theory that um, Jimi Hendrix, yes, indeed, Jimi Hendrix, released um, the birds when they were... I don't, know, I don't know what the event would have been, what the occasion might have been, but Carnaby Street has been mentioned. So we're assuming... So first of all, the African Queen, early 1950s. Is that a possibility? Um, then we've got Carnaby Street, which we had assumed would be in the 1960s, or there may even be a suggestion around about 1970, the year I was born. Uh, and I'm nearly 50. So, um, uh, so Jimi Hendrix, is that, that sounds an absolutely made-up story, doesn't it? You know, but unless there is. And then the article that seems to have done a little bit of clarity. So if one did go searching, one will find. I think it might be in The Independent. I can't remember. Um, people asking the question. Well, apparently it's been moved for a couple of years ago, this article, saying that... Mystery solved in that it's neither of those two things. Um, and I think in part because they've examined the pattern of where these are, I'm guessing around the country, so it's, I guess it's not just in the southeast, not just around London, uh, I'm guessing, but at least where they seem to originate from is not one single place. So it seems to be the thing is then they have been released either intentionally and or accidentally by several private owners of birds. And it's not even clear when it might have happened, whether we're talking in the last 50 years or so, or whether, given that I think there are some reports, that you go back to, let's say, Victorian times, and there have been sightings of these birds in the UK. So I would say we haven't actually fully resolved the mystery. We think we can probably rule out Jimi Hendrix. We can probably rule out Bogart, I'm guessing. But whether it's something from the last 50 years or so or more, I don't know. So answer a postcard, please, if you have any more ideas. That will be helpful. Um, I'm going to head back home to start the day. Now, today is the day, today's the day, where we have our next Centre for Positive Psychology live session. So these are happening on the last Wednesday of each month. So today is Wednesday, the 24th of February, 2000, oh, 2021. 2021, I believe we say, don't we, these days? Um... Seem the sign of a Tai Chi for beginners. Not the sessions that I go to, which are currently online via Zoom. Um, right, I'm going to head back near. It's going to take me back near towards where that guy's doing the leaf blowing, so I'm going to wrap up. Um, so, yes, it's the wellbeing session today. Well, it's, yeah, it's around positive education. And, in fact, the title morphed into Is Wellbeing in Education Tokenistic Bullshit? We've got over 100 people registered to attend online. And that's without really any advertising whatsoever. I would have done more promotion of it. But I'm aware that we could maybe have a maximum of 100 can attend. So it's a free online session. Um, some discussion around this. And it's all around positive education. 
with a view to seeing whether or not there could be a market for a master's course in positive education. Although the more I kind of reflect on that and the processes involved in trying to get that validated, I'm not sure if my energy is up to it. We'll see. So that's the big feature of today. Also, straight after that, a postgraduate ethics board. Boring, which I should have been preparing for, but I haven't done. So there's some readings of ethics forms before then. Peer support group overlapping with that later on in the day. And this morning a meeting with somebody from Strengths Profile. So not to be confused with Strength Scope. It's a different company, but again, when we have links with, we're looking to ways in which we can build those links with the centre. So that in mind, I'm going to pause, looking over the railways. It'd be nice if a train just came past now, but it isn't. But even better, it would have been a steam train. Never had that experience, I don't think, not properly. Maybe the little, lovely little steam train places <laughs> you get these days, but not, imagine these lines at some point. Would it have been? Although this is, yeah, it's not completely underground. We do get some of the, uh, the main line trains. But anyway, anywho, end of that episode. I do hope there was a first part to it. If for any reason it launched straight into part two, which is the way it is. But still, we haven't yet solved the mystery of the green parakeets. But we put it out there. Watch this space. Maybe we'll get clearer answers in due course. And until then, bye.